0: record. And so, you know, one of the, 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 the things I want to start off saying uh, with regard to uh, giving is just that, you know, if we're giving, uh, if we're any teaching that we're receiving on finances like this should free us in the area, especially of giving. Um, so I think it's always good with any teaching to ask, you know, what's the fruit of this? Uh, with any teaching um, is it making Jesus the hero is a good question to ask is it making Jesus bigger um, is it uh, uh, causing me to enter into more fruitfulness in my, my, my walk with God is it entering is it helping me to become a more fruitful Christian um, to become more like Jesus so I think if we if we ask the question of was Jesus generous or is Jesus generous even yeah, you know, we would all have to answer yes. I mean, he gave everything, his life. Um, and so, you know, when we're talking about finances, um, that should be the um, the fruitfulness that comes from it in our lives. It shouldn't. No teaching. Like, I mean, if you know me, you know I'm I'm gonna be teaching against uh, tithing. You know, to put it bluntly. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be teaching uh, uh, tithing uh, as, a, uh, as a rule or a regulation or a principle or anything like that. Um, it, you know, I'm not going to be teaching that you have to give 10%. Uh, but if you receive a message like that and it causes you to not give, um, then your heart is wrong, but also the, 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 the teaching might be wrong. Uh, you know, there might be something off center a little bit. Because the the, the fruitfulness of of, of focusing on on finances should be not selfishness, but selflessness. And and if we're becoming more like Jesus, any teaching that we hear should help us to become more like Jesus. And um, with regards to finances and giving, it should cause us to be more like Jesus in being selfless and not being uh, covetous or greedy or anything like that. So... Uh, um, you know, I trust that through all of these uh, uh, sessions or on finances already, and I've uh, today got to upload the last two uh, weeks while I was uh, traveling that I didn't get to upload previously. Um, you know, I trust that all these teachings that we've been going through have um, stirred up a, a generosity in you that you haven't seen before, because that's, you know, that's one of the fruits I've seen in my life. Um, you know, at, at Grace Life, we've never torched, uh, torched. we've never teed taught (laughs) we've never taught tithing as a as a as a law or as a a principle or something like that you know we've always shown how that's under law and we don't live under law we live under grace and it's been fulfilled or whatever and and so you can kind of um with that though I've never Martin and I have never been limited by uh, the idea of 10 percent thing and I'm pretty sure uh uh you know i don't know what the exact figure is but we give much more than that with regards to uh, our finances uh you know and then what we have you know in sharing with people and that's one of the things that we we we, we wanting to look at you know what is generosity then according to the bible because um you know anyway i'll say this one more thing as an introduction and that is just that so often we um uh uh we want to hold on to what we've always known because it's comfortable and it feels safe. But if it's error, it's still going to produce the wrong fruit. And we mustn't be scared to let go of uh, 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 something that we've always done. Because, I mean, I grew up uh, giving 10% on everything, uh, uh, making sure that, that I didn't miss a, a beat with that one. Um, and, uh, and so I was very, very, very legalistic about it. Um, and so when I came into the freedom of of, of not having to tithe, but just being generous, I, for me personally, it was a thing of um, uh, uh, being concerned that that I was going to lose my um, my insurance with God, like you know, yeah, because you know, like Andrew says, you know, he, he's not the Godfather, he's God the Father. So it's like if we feel like we're having to give him ten percent in order for him to look after us. Then, then there's something wrong in our hearts. I've said the story before, but I sat with uh, uh, someone in church once, and they said, "You know, I know that I'll never lack. I know that I'll never go without. I'll always prosper because I'm a giver." And as soon as they said that, I was like, "Uh, "There's like it, it really made me nauseous, even because, you know, that that's just pointing everything to you, and like all glory to you. Well done." You know you're a giver and and you know, often that even is is um connected to laziness in a sense of and mismanagement of finances that and you're trying to kind of like rule it off with oh well, at least i give so i should be fine <laughs> you know uh, when, when when you know there's wisdom that needs to be applied in the area of finances as well anyhow turn with me to second corinthians chapter eight and uh let's get into a couple of verses here Second Corinthians chapter eight. There's a couple of thoughts I want to share with you just on, on giving. Um, Because, uh, uh, you know, it's important that in feeling freedom of not having to give, it's important that we, 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 we don't kind of like let go of giving altogether, but that we realize that it still has a, a place. And I'll even give you the answer right up front and say, so, you know, why do we give them? And, and this is something that all the campuses, all the campus past, as we've been saying, um, um, consistently for, um, more than a year now, maybe even two years uh, ago, when, when, when we were looking at this, I said, you know, these are the things that we need to be continuously reaffirming in, in, in the people. And that is that we give because we love God. And obviously we love God because he loved us. So it's like we've experienced something and we're giving just as an act of love. We're not giving to have our needs met, but we're giving to meet the needs of the saints and the needs of the gospel. And so giving is not about meeting your needs. It's not about you making sure that you uh, 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 have a ship coming in because you've sent one out. You know, giving is about you uh, 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 wanting to help people, wanting to be a blessing to people, and wanting to to help extend the the the, the kingdom. Because you know, it doesn't take money to to preach the gospel. It doesn't take money to 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 have a healthy community. You know, if the pastor's is bivocational then he doesn't need to receive a salary. And if yeah, you know, if we don't if we meet in someone's home and it's paid for, they don't need to 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 to, to have any bills or whatever. But the reality is. Is that you know to to uh, it, it's it's healthy and it's 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 even more effective sometimes to have a a, a pastor who's being supported by the people uh, and we're meeting in a venue because there's more people than than what can fit into a home and so there are bills to pay but at the same time you know in order to go to unreached nations and in order to reach people that aren't on our doorstep we need to to spend some money to get there. And so you know we want to give to meet the needs of the gospel because the gospel has a need and that is to get to the ends of the earth. But we also want to give just because we love our brother and sister in Christ and we want to look after the person who's shepherding us and we want to we want to give to to those in need and you know, I mean, uh, first John even says, you know, that if you see your brother in need and you, you, you shut up your 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 heart, you're not uh, you don't you don't have um, you don't act on that and help them, then you don't have the love of God in your heart. So, if we've truly got the love of God in our hearts, we're gonna we're gonna help people. I'm not just talking about giving into the bucket, but we're gonna give to others. You're not, and 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 I'll challenge us with this thought. Before we even get into the word this evening, but yeah, you know, if um, if if we see someone in need, I I, I was taught by someone uh, um, one of the churches I, I was in for a while, the the pastor said, you know, um, what do you do? Because there's always people who who are in need. So you know, it's like what what soothes his conscience is like he's got a um a certain percentage that he gives. He gives his tithe, and then he's got a certain percentage which he allocates for giving. And this is wise. This is good stewardship. Um, and so, you know, when, when, that, when that money is given and someone is in need, he doesn't feel bad because at least he's given what he can. Now, let me ask you, where's the love in that if someone really does need? Because, you know, uh, uh, even we'll see uh, 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 that the church in Macedonia didn't give because they had a great surplus, but they, they gave because of love. And so, you know, when we see someone in need, even if, you know, it's, um, for God so loved the world that he gave, you know, agape love is a self-sacrificial love. So self-sacrificial love gives even if it hurts. And, and I'm not encouraging you to give everything that you have and not look after yourself or your family. By all means, we need to look after our households and make sure that we have a, a well-looked after them. But then we need to look after the household of God. And we need to look after the brothers and sisters in the household. And we need to look after the needs of the gospel to reach the ends of the earth. And, and sometimes that means, um, you know, self-sacrificial uh, giving, self-sacrificial love. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 13 to 15. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 13 to 15 from the King James First, It says, For I mean not that other men be eased and ye be burdened, but by an equal, uh, equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, and that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that, they may, they, that there may be equality. As it is written, he uh, that has gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. So Paul's writing here in uh, chapter 8 and chapter 9, and he's talking about, uh, 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 giving generosity finances. Okay. And, and what I love here is, is he's talking about, um, uh, uh, inequality. He's talking about, you know, their abundance meeting your need. And, and when you have an abundance, your abundance meeting, their need, he, he, he's talk, he's not talking about, uh, um, socialism. <laughs> he, he's talking about generosity. This isn't something that can be legislated he's talking about something in the heart yeah you know, he's talking about family and how family uh, should be looking after one another okay second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 11 to 15 from the passion says you should finish what you started okay so this is just a bit before we're reading a little bit before now. It says, you were so eager in your intentions to give, so do it. So he's writing in context to someone making a pledge. You know, they they were making pledges of sending uh, finances. And now he's saying, hey, follow through on your intentions. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Okay. And he says, finish this act of worship according to your ability to give. Now, it's important that we see our giving as something spiritual. It is an act of worship because you know, especially if it's if it's giving to to meet the needs of the saints and it's giving to meet the needs of the gospel, uh, 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 you know that is really um uh, uh, it's a it's self-sacrificial and it's 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 something that that's bringing glory and honor then to the Father. But I like here, and this is something that we've always focused in on. It's according to your ability to give. Okay, so now I don't want to give all the principles of. How we give and why we give and and uh, all of that because we 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 have focused on that a lot in Grace Life and in one of the teachings that I'll upload for everybody that uh, we, we'll kind of get into that but uh, um, we, because we're going through these verses I'll pull out some of that stuff but I don't want to those that's not the purpose of what I'm wanting to get into verse twelve for if I for if the intention and desire are there the size of the gift now I've uh, uh, Mine is not in my notes yet. (laughs) Something (laughs) matter. Sorry. Uh, uh, um, I'm going to have to just turn to my Bible quickly because I had copied it into my notes. Second Corinthians and I was in the Passion. Chapter 8. That is uh, funny. Verse uh, 12. That is really funny so for if the intention and the desire are there the size of the gift doesn't matter that's the word that was missing in my notes <laughs> the, the size of the the gift does not matter okay now um i think we would all know that but a lot of churches uh are, and, and ministers give you the impression that the size does matter yeah i i, I was in a service years back um it was a, a visit it was a um it wasn't a church service it was a um a conference and um they literally locked the doors the ushers locked the doors uh and um they um uh you know they needed a certain amount of money to come in so they 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 they, they were taking an offering until that money came in uh and the pastor was on stage saying you know that he felt um that you know 10 people would give i, I don't know if it was a thousand or ten thousand rand or whatever it was but you know it's like they were pulling out all of these stops until the the, the offering was enough and um you know that they, they kind of by you know some there, there, there's always a um at grace life we have a budget we have a, a, um uh amounts that are needed you know but now if we we come and say to to the church we need 10 gifts of ten thousand rand each you know, what, what, what what does that say for the individual who who can only give 10 rand or 50 rand? It, it, it might be saying to them that their gift doesn't matter because it's not a lot. But if the, the heart, if the desire is there, if the motivation is right, then the size doesn't matter. Your gift is fully acceptable to God according to what you have, not what you don't have. We're talking about the, 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 the motivation and heart in giving here. Okay, verse 13. I'm not saying this in order to ease someone else's load by overloading you. But as a matter of fair balance, your surplus could meet their need and their abundance one day meet your need. This equal sharing of abundance will mean a fair balance. As it is written, the one who gathered much didn't have too much. The one who gathered little didn't have too little. Now, that's again just saying what I said earlier about the balance and um, the, uh, uh, not overloading just some, but, but saying, you know, if you've got surplus, then give to those in need. And if you're in, in need, receive from those who have surplus and vice versa. Let's look at it in the century English version. I think you should finish what you started. If you give according to what you have, you will prove that you are as eager to give as you were uh, to think about giving. And let me just uh, comment on this again. I think uh, you know, it's, 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 it's easy to get to run away with our emotions and, and to run away with our um, good intentions often and just be people who like to declare our good intentions. Yeah. I think I've shared it with you guys. I've had people say, you know, um, oh, you know, I I just am so thankful for everything you've done. I want to buy you a car one day. I want to buy you a house. I want to give you this. I want to give you that. And, you know, I appreciate the intention and the heart, you know, but with this individual in particular, I remember just pointing it out and saying, you know what, you shouldn't really say things like that. I know that's in your heart, but express your heart rather than just making pledges that you're never going to fulfill. Because I knew they weren't because they weren't, giving anything at that stage and and they didn't end up giving anything after that you know the point is is that we need to make sure that we're not just people who talk but people who are are actually acting out our intentions doing what we what we say verse 12 it doesn't matter how much you have what matters is how much you are willing to give from what you have i'm not trying to make life easier for others by making harder for you but it is only fair for you Uh, for you to share with them when you have so much and they have so little later when they have much more uh, than enough and you are in need they can share with you now let's just stop there for a moment and everyone put on your your um, confession police badges and um, and let's just uh, uh, scrutinize the apostle Paul here for his lack of faith and his negative confession. Because I think that this is quite uh, uh, horrendous, uh, 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 you know, um, with with what we believe, you know, about uh, prosperity and uh, God never wanting us to lack and uh, the power of our tongue. Because here he's saying, you know, there's going to come a time when you don't have and then someone else is going to help you. And we just rebuke that in Jesus name, don't we? Because, I mean, how dare he say that we will ever lack? Because, I mean, our confession should be, I lack no good thing, you know, because uh, Jesus is my prosperity or however we want to say. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things. I'm I'm obviously um, using a bit of sarcasm there uh, for those who didn't pick it up. But the the, the point is, is that I think a lot of the time we, we attach a lot of tradition onto our beliefs about things now, including finances in this case, where it, it, it causes us to have our hearts damaged because when we do have times of need, we kind of can easily, your heart deferred makes the heart sick. Uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So now all of a sudden we, 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 we're we not seeing what we're believing for and it's like, wow, why is this happening to me? God, why, is there sin in my life? <laughs> You know, well, well, uh, did I not give enough? Why is it not working out the way that it should? Why am I not prospering like Elon Musk? You know, why am I not pros- prospering like a, a Saudi prince? All these godly people who who are prospering financially. You know, and it's like we, we, we now, uh, because we, we have the wrong definition of prosperity, we, we automatically don't expect these things. And here in the middle of this passage, Paul's saying, hey, if you've got enough, share with those who don't. And if you don't have enough, be be, you know, we need to be able to receive from those and those that have enough should be able to give. Now think about the kind of community that Paul's talking about here. This is a community then that knows each other to the degree that they're, they're able and I mean, this is cross campus. He's talking about Macedonians and he's talking about the church in Jerusalem. And and so this is across campus. This isn't even just within the same church. This is saying, hey, you know, there's there's believers in need at such and such a campus, at such and such a, a congregation. You you said you wanted to take an offering, take that offering and and and, and someone's coming to fetch it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what he's saying. And I and I'll just throw in here, you know, like uh when we've had People in need at different campuses. Uh, 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 like when someone's uh, house burned down in in um, Solari's Pass, it was such a blessing to see how different campuses uh, pulled together, gave offerings, and so that there was more than enough to be able to meet the need. And so, you know, well done, and thank you for putting this into practice. Um, now, if we believed like the the the, the confession police, they, then then we should be rebuking people whose houses burned down. And we should be taking an offering from them. We shouldn't be helping them. It's amazing that we miss this in Scripture. Paul's writing to people who have about an offering, not to people who don't have about an offering. You know, we often just read the Bible and expect everything to apply to me as it stands. But when we're studying the Word, we have to consider... Who is the uh, the, the writer writing to? Who is the audience? What is the context? Why? And then we can't just apply it as is to us. We have to apply it, take out of the context what applies then to us. And I'm not saying that, that you throw away a lot of it. I'm just saying we have to interpret it correctly. So... yeah. He's writing to Jewish believers, he's writing about Jewish believers who are in need of financial assistance or food or, or just assistance. Okay, let's look at Romans chapter 15, verse 25 to 28. We're really not making a lot of ground here, but uh, I think the points that are coming up are, are, are really necessary. Romans chapter 15, verse 25 to 28. And let me just say, if you've got a a question, please um, feel free to post it on the chat or the Q&A button. There is one, I think. Uh, But Romans chapter 15, 15, uh, 25 to 28 from the, the Good News translation, it says, Right now, however, I am going to Jerusalem in the service of God's people there. For the churches in Macedonia and Achaia have freely decided, freely decided to give an offering to help the poor among God's people in Jerusalem, so this is this is what uh, 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 this is talking about. It's a, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, okay. And Paul is saying that he's going to Jerusalem in service of God's people there, not rebellious people who are suffering financially because of their lack of faith. But he, he's going to serve them. How is he serving them? To take this offering to them. He's not just taking a message of, of, of sowing and reaping to them. Verse 27 That decision was their own, but as a matter of fact, they have an obligation to help them. Since the Jews shared their spiritual blessings with the Gentiles, the Gentiles ought to use their material blessings to help the Jews. When I have finished this task, and have turned over to them all the money that has been raised for them. I shall leave for Spain and visit you on my way there. Yeah, yeah, I love that. There's so many things in that 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 that, that uh, jump out for me with regards to this topic of, of 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 finances and giving. But I mean, he's saying that there's an obligation to help them, and he says because of the the you know the 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 the, the Jewish um, uh, spiritual blessings and all of that. But it's like. As because we're part of one another, to contextualize it to us, us and each other now, yeah. You know, because we're part of one another, we're one body. We have an obligation to help one another. Yeah, you know, and if love is in us truly, then we will want to help. And you can't always be the solution for everyone. Well, we've had people in in church who are really go through a, a really tough times. And, you know, we, we as a church can never be their solution because their tough times are more tough than we can handle, <laughs> you know, but we can support them. We can pray for them and we can help them to a degree. The bottom line is, you know, you need to trust God. People need to trust God, get wisdom from God. You know, it depends on how big a hole you've dug for yourself as well sometimes. But, but the point is, is that as a church, we should always be there to be able to help, even if it's just with a meal. Okay, let's look at that in the um, the Living Bible. It says, but before I come, I must go down to Jerusalem to take a gift to the Jewish Christians there. For you see, the Christians in Macedonia and Achaia have taken up an offering for those in Jerusalem who are going through such hard times. They were very glad to do this, for they feel that they owe a real debt to the, 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 the Jerusalem Christians. Why? Because the good news about Christ came to these Gentiles through the church in Jerusalem. And since they have received this wonderful spiritual gift of the gospel from there, they feel that at least they can do in return is give some material aid. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I want to look at the New Living translation here. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm going to read from the New Living and then on to the King James. But verse 1 to 4, it says, I really don't need to write to you about this ministry of giving for the, the the believers in Jerusalem. See, now it's talking about the same the same incident, okay? And I'm not going to give commentary on, on every single verse here, uh, but, but there's a couple of things I want to pull out. Verse two, for I know how eager you are to help. Eagerness is now talking about a heart attitude. It's talking about a desire. It's talking about something that's inside the heart, right? Okay. Uh, and I have been boasting to the churches in Macedonia, that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the Macedonian believers to begin giving. But I'm sending these brothers to be sure that you, re- that you really are ready. As I have been telling them. And that your money is all collected. (laughs) I really love that. Because it's it's not pressure. Because they made the commitment. They had said that they wanted to give. So now Paul's just saying, I'm sending these brothers. you know, Probably like uh, uh, really strong brothers. (laughs) I can imagine like mafia kind of looking guys. I'm sending these guys, these brothers, to to collect what you've promised. (laughs) Just my imagination there. So don't worry. I don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you. We would be embarrassed, not to mention your own embarrassment. If some Macedonian believers came with me and found that you weren't ready after all I had told them. So he's saying you've got a good reputation because you've said all these things. Now, now, now follow through on that reputation. Let's go to King James verse five. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty whereof ye had noticed before that ye, uh that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty not as of covetousness okay now we're going to look at these words bounty and all that but bounty so he's saying that this giving is not about covetousness it's not about being self-centred But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. And he which sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Every man according as he has purposed in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So bountifully, bountiful, does not mean uh, uh, plentiful. Okay, if you go look it up in the Greek, it doesn't mean plentiful as in much, 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 much. It's, it's easy to read this verse and, um, and um, interpret that if I give more money, I'm going to have more money. But, but that would reveal covetousness in our hearts. So we have to dig deeper into this verse to, to see what it's saying. So bountiful doesn't refer to uh, uh, um, how much is given. But rather, how it is given. It's talking about the attitude of the heart. Okay, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse um, 3, it says that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Okay, now if you go look up for each word blessing, there's different Greek words for that. Okay, uh, uh, and, and, and the same one of those words, blessing, the same noun of the verb is used here. And it's not talking about um, a, a, an amount, but a, a, a tangible material. Because in, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing, it's not talking about material. It's talking about God speaking well of us. Now, if that jumped over your head... Um, go to reality of christianity series on soundcloud and look for the um the teaching that i did on um i think it's called blessing 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 or something but um uh, uh, i explain it there in more detail but the point here that i'm trying to make is that this is saying that it's speaking about speaking well of okay the context of this word bounty yeah, it has a, a, if you look at the whole context, previous verses and everything, then it would start to make sense that it can't be, a, it cannot result in covetousness. Covetousness being desiring something that's not yours or wanting more, being materialistic. Okay. A, a covetous heart would, would, would interpret a verse like this that, hey, if I give, I'm going to get more. You know, what's the problem with that kind of attitude? That, that that there's no generosity in that attitude. And a, a, a heart which is saying, if I give more, I'm going to get more. That kind of heart isn't being generous towards God, the kingdom or another believer. But but they're being generous, not really generous, but generous towards themselves. They're being self-centered. So. You know, I don't know if you've ever had this. I've had this happen to me, where, where where someone comes up to me and is like, "Oh, I see you have a need in this area. Um, here's a thousand rand, or here's whatever I want to give to towards that, because I'm trusting God for the same thing." <laughs> I had it with a car once, where someone was like, I- "I'm trusting God for a car, so I want to here's here's a thousand rand towards your car." You know, and, and I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I took the money, and praise God, I, I appreciate it very much. But the point is, is like that's not true generosity from that individual, is it? It's more a case of I have a need, so now I need to give. Not wow, that person's in need. I want to help them. Let me give towards them. The heart reveals a lot. here. if you if you if you take down away the actions and you look more towards the heart, here. So you know, the teaching of Jesus on giving, if you look at Matthew chapter six, for example, and other chapters, um, we talked about finances and, and, and he starts to talk about money and things like that. You know, the attitude is always the, or the, 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 the focus is always on the attitude and in giving the attitude is never about quantity, but quality. It's always about intention or motivation. I love John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. So, so it's talking about a motivation. It's talking about a heart intention. It's not just talking about what he gave, but the motivation and heart behind giving. Okay, look with me at Mark chapter 12, King James Version. Mark chapter 12, verse 42 to 44, Mark chapter 12. And there came a certain poor widow. She obviously had no faith as well. Uh, And she threw two mites. It doesn't say that. I'm just uh, making a joke here based on what a lot of people believe about poverty. And there came a certain poor widow. And she threw two mites which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and said unto them, Verily I say unto you. That this poor widow has cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For they did cast in of their abundance. But she of her want did cast in all that she had, even her living. I want to read that in the Passion Translation. Verse 42. I'll read from verse 41 just for context. It says, then he sat down near the offering box, watching all the people. So you know, let, let, let's make a, 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 a fictitious sto- a, a sermon, a, 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 a sermon that should never be taught. Let's, let's make a sermon that should never be taught out of this and say that Jesus is sitting by the offering box. <laughs> and he's watching what you're giving and he's waiting to see, are you giving generously? Or are you giving stingily? Um, He that sat down near the offering box, watching all the people dropping in their coins. Uh, Many of the rich would put in very large sums, but a destitute widow walked up and dropped in two small copper coins worth less than a penny. Jesus called his disciples to gather around and said to them, I tell you the truth, this poor widow. Now, let's just pause there and say Jesus Uh, I should get a ticket from the confession police there. Uh, But he says, this poor widow has given a larger offering than any of the wealthy. For the rich only gave out of their surplus, but she sacrificed out of her poverty and gave to God all that she had to live on, which was everything that she had. So, you know, what, what we're wanting to see here is that it's about the heart and the intention, not about having to give everything that's left. But but it's, it's, a, it's about the heart and the intention. It's not about the amount, but the heart and the motivation and the intention. Okay. You give according to need. She gave more than the others because you know, Jesus is talking about a percentage there based on what they had. Okay. So, you know, before we can go further, we need to go back a bit. And I want to look at what the, the, the Spirit's really saying through Paul here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. So 2 Corinthians chapter 8 from King James 2 Corinthians chapter 8 from uh, verse 1 to 4 It says moreover brethren we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia that how in a great trial of affliction the abundance of their joy and the deep poverty their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality for to their power I bear, rec- bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of ministering to the saints. So yeah, we're wanting to look at what it is to give bountifully here, Okay. If we connecting this verse to the next verse, uh, yeah, then uh, uh, then we read, it's so then according to the context, sowing sparingly, okay, based on what's coming as well, is is giving grudgingly, and of necessity, and giving bountifully is giving cheerfully and willingly as your purpose in your heart. So what what we need to see here is that bounty refers to how and not how much how it is given and not how and and how much okay not how much is given now okay? let me let me say that again if you look at the word sparingly that's translated in the greek uh uh, uh it, it's talking about abstaining restraining okay so yeah, sorry let me just look here how, um Acts 20, 29, let me, let me read that to, 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 to kind of show this. It says, for I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. So this is a, it's talking about a restraining on action in this context. Then we've got another verse, which we, we all should know. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 32. And it says that he that spared not his own son. Okay, and this is the same Greek word being used in these passages, and it's talking now about restraining. The, the one is talking about restraining, uh, 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 no restraint, and then just you know going for it in a negative sense. And this is talking about an, a, a, a not holding back, but giving in a positive sense. Okay, and uh, you know the word sparingly therefore implies either to give or not to give. So Paul is using the word sparingly as an attitude. Not, uh, of not being willing to give, which we can term as selfishness or stinginess. So this, this, this passage, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, is really bringing it back down to the heart. He's referring to the quality, not just the quantity. Okay, and we often can say that, but we don't feel that when it comes to writing, or not writing a check because we don't do that, but really just putting something in the offering. OK, so verse one to five, Paul here is talking about ministering to the needs of the saints. What does that mean? It's talking about giving. Ministering to the needs of the saints is giving. OK, that, that, that's what he's talking about here. Sowing sparingly and sowing bountifully is an attitude. It's not an amount. So it, 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 it's something that's determined in the heart. Okay. He that comes, uh, 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 um, oh, th- then it starts to talk about something really good. And we're going to get there now. I don't want to uh, uh, jump the gun. Um, but let me ask you this, this question. Who is Paul writing to in this passage? Think about it for a moment. He's writing to the believers who are not in need. Okay, he's writing to the believers who are not in need. Now, who was this money for? It was for the believers who were in need. And he's talking about a gener- the, the believers who, who um, uh, 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 are not in need, being generous towards the believers who are in need. Okay, why didn't Paul talk to the, the, the um, those in need about giving. Because they needed to receive. So if you're in a place, yeah, we, 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 we all always have something that we can be generous with. We always have something we can be generous with. So you know, a, a, a covetous greedy uh, heart will say, I'm so glad I'm off the hook, I don't have to give anymore, and you'll stop giving. But a, 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 a heart, a Jesus heart, a generous heart will be like the pressures off. I don't have to give as much as the person next door to me, but I can give according to what I have. And now I'm free to, 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 to give like less, but I don't feel bad for it. And the, the, the person who's generous will then not just be limited to finances, but will obviously it'll, it'll, it'll be expressed in different ways, their generosity. Because maybe you can't give finances because you're in debt and you're trying to get out of debt or something, but you 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 you've you've got other things that you can be generous with your time, for example, or a skill or something like that. There's other verses which kind of talk to this um, issue of the heart. John chapter four verse thirty-six, it says, "And he that reapeth uh, receiveth wages." And gathereth fruit unto eternal life, or until life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Yeah, sometimes th- th- that you're just going to have to be on the receiving end, <laughs> and sometimes you'll be on the giving end. We have an opportunity to be on both ends in this life, but you know you 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 you. D- d- just depends on the season that you're in i suppose and 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 the circumstances and where you're at you know second Corinthians 9 7 then goes on to say every man according as he has purposed in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity then it says for god loves a cheerful giver so let me firstly say grudgingly talking about the heart talking about the attitude of the heart that's what we've been focusing on the whole time The attitude in the issue is attitude in giving, not quantity in giving. Okay? But then it says, for God loves a cheerful giver. The word cheerfully, I love this, can be translated hilarious. So it's like, I mean, you know, um, hilarious is talking about uh, uh, um, uh, 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 very funny. (laughs) You know, hilarious is talking about uh, um, hysterical okay it means merry happy but also prompt and willing all of these are focusing not on the amount but rather on the heart in giving okay cheerful giving is is bountiful giving that's where the word bountiful then comes in jesus taught you know, uh, uh, this as well it, it's not about the amount but the attitude or the heart now let's let let let's bring it back to this. Now, most people in church, uh, maybe not in Grace Life, but but church worldwide, most people are sadly not giving, according to biblical standards. Okay, they're leaving their money in 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 church or or with a minister. But why are they leaving it there? Because they were either manipulated into giving it by a uh, uh, through scripture or yeah. And, and that's not, not, not biblical giving, or they were giving as an act of uh, um, uh, uh, trying to get something back. And that's not generosity either. That's not giving. We're not called to give. We're called to be generous and, and giving and generosity should be in the same thing. You know, we, we're not, we, 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 we mustn't, it's not generosity. It's not giving if it's a response to pressure. You know, I, I, as I was um, thinking about this, you know, I realized that a lot of people uh, go to a church service with an attitude of, you know, they've got their, their, their wallet with them, they've got some money with them, but they're going with the attitude of um, they're going to give. They, their giving is determined by how good the service was. <laughs> you know, their giving is determined by how, um, how much they could receive out of the service. Or their giving is determined by how much they could be convinced through the giving message, and it 's unfortunate, but a lot of churches and ministers then have giving messages where the giving message is all about trying to convince people to give more than they had than, than they had purposed in their heart and so you know you 've got someone up front trying to convince people who are, are, are in, in the, the the chairs in the audience trying to convince them to give more but they also came in neutral they didn't come ready to give they came ready to give but not really prepared to give and now they're kind of like okay you know i'm going to give 100. wow that that's true i'm going to give 200. i really have a need let me give a thousand you know and, and it's kind of like this little game that we're playing during the offering time because it, 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 because we 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 haven't kind of seen uh, through this uh, sowing and reaping situation and I mean there's an important verse that I, I, I need to get into but let me finish this thought too yeah so uh, uh, we mustn't be giving through being manipulated or being led and things like that and we mustn't be be, be, be giving according to how much we need or commonly called greed Okay, We must give as we've purposed in our hearts. We must give not reluctantly or just because we feel we have to because God loves a cheerful giver. That's why tithing is not giving. Tithing is paying. Okay, because you're not deciding what you want to give. You're giving what you're told to give. And if you've decided to give 10%, then that's awesome. There's no problem with that. That's usually my guideline in a sense of I'll gravitate towards that unless I have a, a sense of something else, but you know, you don't just, it's an entire thing. You're not giving what you're deciding. You're giving what you're told. Yeah. It, it, it's 10%. It's, 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 it's basically just tax. You're not thinking about it. Your heart's not in it. It's just a necessity. It's something that needs to, needs to be done. It's not generosity unless you've decided about it in your heart and you've purposed about it in your heart you, you you're not getting to choose when and how and how much to give there's no cheerfulness in tithing you know you we, we, we usually a lot of people i used to be like this are tithing simply because you know they they, they want god to rebuke the devourer from from their money And now we've never taught that. But, you know, in in those circles, the the devourer is often just the pastor collecting the offering, (laughs) you know, because it's uh, 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 the devourer has been rebuked. You know, Jesus has redeemed us uh, 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 from the curse. Now, there was a a lot more that I wanted to say. I'm just looking here quickly. wanted to get into Second Corinthians uh, 9, eight, but I'll just uh, pause there and see if there's any questions, but I also want to go to another verse. So if you've got a, a question, you're welcome to type it there, otherwise I'm going to go to a, a verse in the last six minutes. Go to Luke chapter 6 while we see if there's a question that pops up. Now, I have taught on this uh, in Grace Life before, for a couple of years I've taught this uh, like this and uh, some of you might only hear it like this for the first time simply because um, maybe I didn't go as hard uh, uh, on this as I, I have, or well, I am now. but. This is one of your favorite verses, I'm sure. Luke six thirty-eight: Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, measure, press down, shaken together, and running over shall men give to your bosom. For with the same measure ye meet, with it shall be measured to you again. So now with that being said, we're going to take an offering. <laughs> I'm joking. But the, 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 that, that is often just so misunderstood. And so abused. Let's um go up a, a few verses. Ah, um, oh, here we go. Let's go to verse um twenty eight. And read read this with me. It's 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 awesome. Bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And to him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other and him that taketh away thy cloak forbid him not to uh, 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 not to take thy cloak also give to every man that asketh of thee and of him that taketh away thy goods ask them not again and as for uh, and as ye would that men should do to you do ye also to them likewise For if you love, now let me just pause there. It's talking about relationships between people. This is the context. And already you can see sowing and reaping in play here. Already you can see, uh, 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 um, like it says there, as uh, as you would that men should do to you, you do to them likewise. Already it's speaking about relationships between men and how we treat each other, you know, don't expect people to treat you better than they treat you, than you're treating them. Okay. Some of you need to hear this. <laughs> don't expect people to treat you better than you treat them. And don't be surprised if they don't treat you better than you're treating them. Okay. Drum roll. Let's getting there. Uh, for if you love them, which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. Talking about how we need to be like Jesus in being a blessing to people who really just rub us up the wrong way. Okay, verse 33. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have you? For you sinners have the same. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have you? For sinners lend to sinners. To, and it's talking about the unrighteous. It's talking about the unbelievers to receive as much again. Verse 35, But love your enemies, but ye love your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be children of the highest. For he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father is also merciful. This is talking about be like Jesus. Be like your father, be like God. Verse 37, judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. We automatically think that that's talking about us and God. But this is talking about us and people. How can you expect Others not to judge you if you're judging them? How can you expect others not to condemn you if you're condemning them? How can you expect others to forgive you if you won't forgive them? Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men, not God, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, withel it shall be measured uh, to you again. Now we can't, we've got one minute to get through this. All I want to say is this is not talking about you and God. This is talking about you and people. And your relationship with people. And, you know, if you're generous towards people, Wait for it. This is profound. People will be generous towards you. Some people won't be, it doesn't always work like that, but their hearts will be more. Some people's hearts are just so hard that it doesn't matter. I've I've seen this. It doesn't matter how generous you are towards them. They're not, they're not going to break. It takes time for a hard heart like that to break and then for generosity to start to flow. But it's like the gospel. The gospel is a message of generosity from God towards man and people don't receive it the first time they they hear it always sometimes they need to hear it again and again and again and it starts to break down that hard heart and and ease them up to receiving and then what happens when we receive this message of generosity from God towards mankind it results in thankfulness that I want to give my life. I want to give of my finances. I want to give of myself back to God. So now you've got a, 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 you like this girl or or girls, you like this guy. And you're starting to woo them. You're starting to court them. What do you do? They don't like you at all. This is some of your story. This is some of your, <laughs> what you're going through. So there's this, this, this individual and they don't like you. They don't want to know you, but, uh, 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 you like them and you're trying to get their attention. And so you're giving them some attention. You're giving them some love. You're giving them some gifts. You're being generous towards them. They need something. You're supplying it. This sounds like, uh, one of the pastor's stories too. And, and, um, that, that, you know, it, 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 it becomes a, a thing where, where, where eventually, It might not always work because their heart might just be completely shut off. But eventually their heart becomes more sensitive towards you. And they may end up being your spouse. The same thing happens with God. He's wooing us by his spirit. He's continuously just lavishing his love on us. And if we just, our hearts become sensitive towards us. If we just give him that attention, it sensitizes us to him to be able to receive from him. And then it responds in us giving back to him. Now, this is showing us in Luke chapter 6, the same thing with people, not in terms of salvation, but in terms of just life. Sometimes before you can share the gospel with someone, you have to be generous towards them and share your life with them and your time with them and your love with them. And that will open up their hearts to you. And then maybe when you're wanting to go on a mission trip. You know, and and you're like, hey guys, I'm going on a mission. They're suddenly like, I want to give towards that. And your intention should never be that you spend time with them and you bless them so that they would give to you one day. But it might be the result. Or maybe maybe you all of a sudden have a need and it's like uh, you've just got married, you've just had a child and, you know, those first two weeks are difficult and now all of a sudden the people that you've been generous towards with your life, they're like... We want to help you. Here's meals for the next two weeks. You know, this is talking about generosity, which is a blessing from God expressed through people. Amen? That's all that we have time for. I trust that that was a blessing to you.